You lucky donkeys, you have survived long enough to reach your 18th glass of mango juice. Quaff it exultantly. You are also here for a little piece of history. We are extremely excited to have our very first guest on the show. You know him from my blog and Twitter account as The Boy. All the way from his bedroom, six feet from Mango Central, please welcome my son, Mr. Ian Alexander Sanborn Smith. Say something to the fine folks out there, Ian. Hello. Once again, I want to thank Ian Alexander Sanborn Smith for being on the show. This concludes the guest portion of our program. I want you to know that, like his old man, the boy insisted on a script. Oh, go to Cakerex already, one of the funniest sites on the webnet. It's the blog of disastrous dessert by people who make their living doing things like that. You'll laugh, you'll puke, you'll blow out the candles. I don't think I'm the first person to note that cake is the only food you can drip wax on and let someone blow all over and everyone still wants to eat some. Today's story contains little wisdom nuggets for both world peace and uncurdled milk. Get your notebooks ready. It's time for The Solution. The Solution by Matthew Sanborn Smith. The blind date had been a bust so far. What was Susan thinking when she set him up with her sister Amelia? They'd been through the weather twice, making fun of Susan and their jobs. What the hell happened to that appetizer? Philip searched for a third angle on the weather while Amelia busted out with, When God blinks, the universe shuts down. So much for small talk. Well, things seem to be going along fairly well, Philip said, playing with his fork. He couldn't work up the nerve to make dancing legs out of his flatware. I suppose he's had his eyes open for quite some time now. No, not at all. It all comes back when he reopens them. Are there... fluctuations? It was a little nutty, but it was better than staring at the candle. Not that we'd notice, she said. It's generally a smooth transition. Everything picks up pretty much where it left off. How do you know it happens at all, then? You've just got to have faith. There are clues, though. Like? Like, you know how your milk sometimes goes a bit funny before the expiration date? That's God's blinking that does that. And in that moment, Philip found his life transformed. He thought of the milk he poured into the sink just this morning, cursing it all the way down the drain. He desperately needed his fruity pebbles, and everything at work had gone wrong because of this lack. My God, Amelia, we've got to do something about this. Like what? How in the world could we ever keep God from blinking? We can't keep him from blinking. That much is obvious. But maybe we can encourage him to blink less. How? Saline solution. Where do you look to find God's eyes? Shoot a rocket into space? Astronomers had confirmed long ago that if God was in any physical location above the Earth, it wasn't anywhere we could reach in a lifetime, or even twenty. If they weren't going to give up before they even began, Philip and Amelia had to work from the God is Everywhere school of thought. They created a huge saline diffuser and attached it to the back of Philip's restored El Camino. They drove up the California highway, spraying as they went. Things got a little better. Philip's milk seemed to last a day or two more than it used to. They filled their holding tanks for a second time as Philip's next revelation came to him. He grabbed Amelia by the shoulders. Amelia, do you trust me? he asked. Well, yeah, sure, she said. They'd been working on Project Cosmic Red Eye for two months by that point, and she realized that her sister was right to set them up on that blind date. The two of them meshed. We need to go to Israel, he said. What? Think of it. How happy are you when you get sand in your eye? Not very. Exactly. You think it's a coincidence that there's all that sand in the Middle East and all that fighting? God's irate, baby, and it's up to us to fix him up. I'm with you, she said. Philip traded the El Camino for a sweet dune buggy, and the two of them roamed the sands of the Fertile Crescent, spraying everything they saw with their solution. The violence didn't stop, but it certainly eased up, and six months later there was hope for serious peace talks for the first time in years. 
Philip and Amelia had a celebratory dinner at a decent restaurant. They couldn't afford anything too fancy, as their work didn't bring them any money. After dessert, Amelia became serious. Philip, what if this only lasts as long as we spray? Who's going to carry on our work? Everyone thinks we're insane. I've been thinking about that also, Amelia. He took her hand. We could pass the torch on to our children. Our children? Marry me, Amelia. Philip wasn't nervous in the least. He'd eaten his fruity pebbles this morning. There was only one thing she could say. I know what you're saying. Yet another love story about divine eye irritation and breakfast cereal. All I can say is that I hope I lent my own unique angle to the genre. You may vigorously shake this and other cosmic stories at my 23-hour adult blog, the1000.blogspot.com, or let them rain down on your head right here at bewarethehairymango.com. Immortalize your sad self on the comments for this post or in an email to me at matthew at bewarethehairymango.com. Tickety-tack the orange square to subscribe to this podcast or whip it out at iTunes for similar reasons. Tattoo this podcast onto your flesh for all of your customers to see. Not just the website, mind you, but the entire podcast. The pain you endure will prove your loyalty. Bathe my bare body in rupees by clicking that donate button. The mango does not fund itself, cheap-ass mango. This podcast screams for the frosting of a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 United States license. Until until, my lovely bipolar bears, this is Matthew Sanborn-Smith, Greek demi-dog, saying no guts, no glory, no digestion. Good night.